This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to the final seven days of Pastor Ray's life-changing 10-part series entitled, This is Our Heavenly Father. Teaching on love in our opening series and with a better understanding of how deeply He loves us, Pastor addresses some of the Father's other attributes that every Christian needs to be thankful for and meditate on. He is a forgiving Father who, despite the all-too-common human condition of making mistakes, simply forgives and forgets unconditionally. Even knowing the evil intentions and motives of the human heart and still caring deeply for us, He is an intimate Father who chooses to love us no matter how many times we reject Him and in spite of what we are. Because with love, forgiveness, and intimacy comes never-ending mercy, He is also a compassionate Father and, as always, a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. A generous Father, too. Loving, forgiving, intimate, merciful, compassionate, and generous. This is our Heavenly Father. People who know their God shall be strong and will carry out and do great things. Great things are going to happen in their life because they know their God. And they know God not only to be a God of love, not only to be a God of forgiveness, not only to be an intimate God, not only knowing that he is a, he is a forgiving, loving, intimate, and merciful God, but that he is also an extremely generous Father as well. Can I get a better amen than that? So... So you got, you see, you got to meditate on these verses because I want to get rid of that spirit of poverty. Uh, people have a hard time with this. You know, some people do that. Oh, there they go again, preaching that prosperity. Well, what do you want me to do? Preach a poverty message? <laughs> people are already stuck in poverty. People can't, already can't pay their bills. People are leaving New York in droves. I mean, for the first time in, in all, in, since things have been recorded, Florida has more people than New York. Why? They're filled with New Yorkers because they couldn't afford to live up here. Now, you know what I found out about that while I'm on that? Let me just give you this. I found out the same God who provides in Florida is the same God who will provide in New York. I found out that faith works in Florida and it works in New York as well. No matter where you live, you're going to have to believe God somewhere. What are you saying? What are you saying? I'm going to Florida because it's cheaper to live. What are you saying? That God can't meet your need? That's because you don't know God as the generous Father who will not only meet your need, but give you your desires as well. Yeah, I'm going to Florida because it's cheaper to live. And I, but I have, well, what are you saying, man? You don't want to work your faith? You're going to have to use faith wherever you are. People come to find out real soon, you go to Florida, you're not using your faith, you're going to have the same issue down there. Because the price of cars doesn't change, whether it's New York or Florida. Price of groceries don't, don't change that much. Cost of insurance doesn't change that much. There are some constants that do not change, you see. So you're going to have to believe God. But um, so I want to look at this verse, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. Timothy writes here, he says, Command those who are rich in this present age 
not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Well, you know, sometimes people have this idea there's something wrong with wealthy, being wealthy. And you've heard people say this, like I've heard people, Christians say, well, you know, I've got Jesus. I don't need anything else. I don't want riches. And even, even there are hymns and songs about, I don't need riches. I don't need gold. All I've got is Jesus of old or something like that. Well, <laughs> listen, you don't want it. I will take your portion. You don't want it. I will gladly take your portion. All right. See, you see, but that's a cop-out. People sing that stuff because they think that way because it's a cop-out because, you know, they've not learned how to operate in faith. They've not learned that God is a generous God. And somehow they've associated this idea of being rich with being ungodly. And this verse is not saying that. This verse is saying, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty or, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but to trust in the living God. In other words, warn those who have something in this world that they can't trust in their riches. Their trust must be in the living God. He never says condemn the rich for being rich and tell them they're, they're, they're filthy rich people. Yeah, why do they always say that, filthy rich? There's nothing filthy about being rich. If it's good. It's clean. It can be holy. It can be wholesome. Come on, are you with me? But people have this religious, stupid, religious idea. They walk, oh, well, you know, somehow humility has something to do with poverty, and it doesn't. Humil poverty has nothing else but to do with, nothing else but being poor. That's what poverty has to do with, being broke. It's not humble. I know a lot of poor people that are as proud as a peacock, man. And I know a lot of rich people that are as humble as humble can be. It has nothing to do with money or the amount of money that a person has. But you see, we've got to get these block, blockages out of the way because this is what prevents people from coming to the Lord and, you know, receiving the full benefits that Jesus won for us uh, 2,000 years at Calvary, receiving the full benefits that God wants for us to have. So he says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. And, you know, you get around, sometimes worldly people are like that. I mean, they are so haughty because they, they think they've got everything because they have money and they walk around with their nose up in the air. Well, we don't condemn the riches, we condemn the haughtiness. Now, the truth of the matter is that riches can make you haughty and can cause you to take your trust off of God and put it on something else, put it on yourself. So that's why I would say, as, as, as you work the principles of God and God begins to prosper you, you better always know the source of your blessing. You better always keep your focus and your trust in God because riches are fleeting. Riches can, can evaporate just like that. They, could be, they can disappear overnight. Your trust is in the living God because, you see, you, you may be doing well now, but you don't know what's around the corner. One devastating thing can wipe you out. I don't care how good you are, how good a business person you are. Bigger people than you have gone down overnight. Your trust cannot be in your riches, your trust must be in the living God. Amen. Nothing wrong with being wealthy as long as you're not haughty about it. Looking down your nose, well, I don't hang out with a, I only hang out with a certain kind of people. I only want to fellow, I want to associate with people that are in the same realm that I am. Haughty, haughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> That's disgusting. Man, you better never get in that position, not as a believer. If you are a believer that thinks like that, shame on you. You better watch out because you are on very, very thin ice. 
Very thin ice. Very thin ice. God, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I don't care how, how much God promotes me or blesses my life. I will never, ever, you know, not give myself to someone in need or get down with someone and, and weep with them and laugh with them or help them. I would never, ever even think for a minute to, that I was above anybody else because of my level of success or my level of progress in life or whatever. Dear God, that's a stench in the nostrils of God. So he's not saying condemn the riches. He said condemn the haughtiness because it, haughtiness goes with being rich because people, see what happens is that if you start to worship your money, then haughtiness will be attached. Am I speaking to anybody here? See, that's where, that's where haughtiness comes from. When your money, you see, when your money starts to own you instead of you owning the money. If you don't control money, money's going to control you. It's going to even control your personality and your attitude. So you've got to be careful. Because I've, I've known some people along the way. They had nothing, and then they built up their lives, and they, they did well. You know, they started from nothing. They're so proud of themselves and all that they've done. So proud of everything they've accomplished. And there's a degree of being pride, you know, proud of what you've done. But you can't allow that pride to get over to haughtiness, where, well, you're not like me because of look at what I've done. And I'm better than you because of look at what I've done. And I've, I've created this, and I've done that. I have this. I'm better than you. I live in a fancier house, and I drive a fancier car. Am I speaking to anybody here? See, that's a stench. That's haughtiness. Money will do that to you, but money is not the problem. The problem is man's heart. He's a generous father, so he wants to give us, and he says, the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So here's my question. Are you enjoying what God's given you? Are you enjoying it to the fullest? And it's not only money. It's possessions maybe in some other form other than money or, or kids or or a business, or a job, or whatever that God is, are you enjoying what you have and appreciating what God has done? Because that's, what, that's why God blesses us. So let's see, we've got a couple other verses here that I wanted to, um, to go to. 2 Peter 1.3, let me just read these off real quick. 2 Peter chapter 1, and verse 3. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Not only spiritual things, but natural things as well. And he, he's given these things to us out of his most generous heart to bless our lives. So his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we can not only, what I learned, I learned several things from this verse, but uh, the one thing that I learned is that I have the right to believe God not only for spiritual things, but for natural things too, the things that pertain to my natural life, my everyday life, the needs of my life, the desires of my life, all right? This is another good verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, wow, so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Wow. So God is able. God is out of the generosity of his heart because he's a generous God. He's able to make every favor and earthly blessing 
come to you, not only come to you, trickle to you, but come to you in abundance. Do you have that verse up there? You don't have that up in the Amplified? Keep it up there for a minute. Notice what it says, right? God is able to make all grace, which means every favor. How many of you know that without favor, you're never going to get anywhere? But God has promised to give you favor, favor with your boss, favor with, you know, your relatives, favor with people. Everywhere you go, doors of opportunity are going to open up for you. Why? Because God's a generous God, and the way he brings it to us, he doesn't send that out of heaven. He brings it through other humans. Did you think, you know, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, and I've yet looked out in my backyard and saw a money tree with dollar bills hanging off of it. That's not how God brings it. He brings it through other humans. Notice what he says here. God is able to make every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Wow. So, so God wants to bless you. Yep, that's right. God wants to bless you because he's a generous God, but he wants to bless you and increase you so that you will be in a position to bless and increase somebody else. Remember, God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you may be a blessing, not bless you so you can hoard your blessing and keep your blessing to yourself. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's look at Psalm 84, 11 through 12. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. For the Lord will give grace and glory. Now listen, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk in his ways. For those who walk in the ways of God. Who, those who have given their life to the Lord. Those who are trusting in, in God for their every source of blessing. So he says, no good thing. How many of you would agree with me that, you know, a house is a good thing. A car is a good thing. Right? How many of you agree with me that nice clothes are a good thing? There was a time in my life where, and I don't say this to brag, but I, I say this to encourage people, and I want you to see, sometimes if you hear a testimony of what somebody else does, it triggers something in you. It triggers faith, and it triggers response. So I don't, I don't need to brag. I let everything around here do the talking for me. I don't have to say anything. I just learn to be silent and let, let my accomplishments or whatever speak for themselves. I don't need to brag about myself. But, you know, there was a time when I had nothing, and I was broke, and started this church with zero. I remember when I left the Assemblies of God Church, they took a love offering for me. It was $1,600. And I took all of that money and put it right into the church and, and just said, Lord, I'm going to trust you every step of the way. You see, the people who know their God shall be strong. What kept me strong through those days when I didn't know what was going to happen? I'm just leaping out in faith. I'm beginning and embarking upon a walk of faith. I mean, I, I didn't have people thronging me and flocking to me. I just had a handful of people. And I said, I don't know. We're just going to trust God. We're going to believe God. And see, the people who know their God will be strong and will ultimately carry out great things because we know that our God will never let us down. So I started out in those days and just believed God and just kept 
working and working and like I said before, praying and studying and preaching and working and praying and studying and preaching and working and studying and just kept up. And you know, there wasn't much, some was coming in and I was being supported, but I wasn't being lavished, that's for sure. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in the abundance yet. I was in just enough to get by and I was thanking God, but little by little, using the principles of God, standing on the word of God, speaking the word of God, putting our focus, knowing and keeping in mind all the time that God is a generous father. And one day, this is all gonna come together and I will walk in the abundance that God has promised. And here is that day now, hallelujah. All right. It was a day when I would go to meetings and I'd want to, you know, they would take a love offering or they take a special offering and I'd want to bless the man of God or give to them. And I couldn't write but a very small check. But in the back of my mind, I said, I know my God one day. My heart's going to stay right one day. I'm going to keep on in faith. I'm going to keep on doing. One day I will be in a place where I can write. Because I used to hear people say, well, you know, we're, uh, they would announce, they'd say, so-and-so just gave $10,000 or they gave $5,000 or they did this, they did that. And I think, dear God, I want to be in that position to write checks like that. But the bottom line is the more you have, the more you can give. I don't know, when I was back then, I, I, was, I was like, I wish I could give more. I mean, sometimes people give me and give that. Pastor, I wish I could have given. It's like, don't be embarrassed, man. Praise God for what you're giving. Just stand where you are. Put your eye on a better day, knowing that God is a generous father. And one day you'll be in the position that I'm in and, and others like us that, that can be a bigger blessing and do something of more substance. You know, last year, because I, I support ministries personally outside of this ministry, um, last year I had on my heart to, how many know James Robeson and, and Betty Robison, I guess he pronounces it, and the mission work that they do. Well, my heart was really focused on this, these water wells that they build in Africa. And I had sown some money through, to it over the years, but last year, beginning of last year, I said, my goal this year is to buy a well outright. It's $5,000 for a well. So I sat down and I divided that one up because I'm paying my tithes and I'm doing some other things at that point. But I divided it up into several payments and each month I paid a certain month just for a few months and I paid the $5,000 and I bought a well. Let me, let, let me tell you what, that makes me feel really, really good that I'm able to respond because one well they say will give a village water for a lifetime. So I keep thinking of that well that I built in Africa that's giving somebody water today for a lifetime. Wow, 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 wow. Man, that's cool. See, but you see, God is a generous father and he wants to bestow his generosity upon you. You've got to learn the principles of faith and we're going to keep teaching this stuff. You've got to activate the word of God by putting your faith on it. And then as blessing comes into your life, you can't be stingy. You've got to use that blessing to continue to bless the kingdom of God and to increase the kingdom of God. And that's how you get into prosperity in your own life, where you one day will be self-sufficient. You won't have to depend on anybody. You won't have to depend on a social security check. You won't have to depend on the government. You won't have to depend on somebody else, a family member. You'll be able to be self-sufficient, take care of yourself, and not worry about how you're going to eat your next meal. That's true prosperity. I said, that's true prosperity. And God wants to get you there. God will get you there. Because he's a very generous father. Now, now I'm almost done here. I'm going to finish in one minute. But see, sometimes the problem is that we've talked about this. 
in times past that you get your prosperity, but you don't know how to handle it. God's being generous with you, but then you're squandering his generosity. You're squandering the money. See, that's why every time I get a paycheck, I realize that this is God's hand of blessing upon my life, and I've got to handle this paycheck correctly. very first thing I've got to do is pay my tithe. That's, that, that, that doesn't, I didn't even think about that. It's just write the tithe. That's number one. Then I've got to start thinking about offerings, and I have different things that I do. Then I pay my bills. No, then I pay myself. I put a certain amount of money away every, every paycheck. And then I pay my bills, and I do all the things that I've got to do. And I've learned to live within my means and live within that framework. And that's how I've been able to amass it. But most people, you see, we get a paycheck and we go, oh, whoopee, we got money. And you squander the very, am I speaking to anybody here? Am I boring you with this? You squander the very blessing that God's given you because you don't know how to handle it. How can God give you more? God doesn't want you to squander his generosity. He wants you to use it with, with uh, you know, uh, faithfully and use it, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? What's the word? Diligently. Using being diligent with what you have and being responsible with what you have and not just squandering it and just, you know, like uh, I was talking to a guy in the gym the other day and he just come back from vacation and he says, well, I'm going away again. I said, you're going away again? And I know that this, this person is, you know, having a hard time with money and wants to, and I've shared all the principles from God's word, my personal principles. I said, are you crazy? What are you doing? He said, well, yeah, you know, you only live once, so we're going we're gonna to take it. It's like... Yeah, you're going to live one, once. You're going to live broke once, but that's how you're going to live. You're going to live once, but you're going to be broke through the whole, whole journey because you don't know how to manage your money. So God wants to bestow his blessings and generosity upon us, and that's another message for another time, but we have to learn to be responsible and diligent with what God has given us. Can I just give you, um, I have so many verses here, but can I just give you one more verse? I know I've versed you out here tonight or this morning. But let me give you that. Psalm 68, 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Who daily loads us with benefits. So every day you ought to be looking for a load of blessing. <laughs> every day you ought to be expecting God to unload his dump truck of blessing in some way. And it's not always money. It could be in favor. It could be in a touch from the Lord. It could be with, you know, with friends or something that your kids need or something. God will, will bless you in all kinds of ways because he, he, see, that ought to be a verse you ought to quote every day. Hallelujah. Thank you for the new day, oh God, and thank you for the loads of benefits that come with this day from your heavenly hand. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? Thank you for the loads of benefits that come into, the, into my hands. I lied. I'm going to give you one more verse. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor the righteous cause and let them continually say, let the Lord be magnified. You ready? Who has pleasure, pleasure, ple everybody say pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God gets pleasure at seeing you blessed. God has pleasure at seeing you prosper in this life. He has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So don't be fake humble and say, well, I just got Jesus, that's all I need. No, I'll, like I said before, I'll take everything that God intended for you. I want it. Give it up now in Jesus' name. No, God wants to be generous with you and me because he is an extremely very generous father. To anyone who will come to him and ask in faith and hold their position of faith, you will see 
the manifested blessings of God in your life. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.